On today's episode of Cat Grizz Insider, we have Amy Just and Greg Rockach back in studio to talk about week three of the college football season for Montana State and Montana. We're going to begin this episode with Greg's portion of the show, talk about the Bobcats' win over Wagner. Greg, thanks for being here today. Uh, he's got a flight to Portland tomorrow as the Bobcats get ready to take on Portland State. So he's uh, in here for a little bit before he gets ready to go. But Greg, thanks again for your time. I feel like with conference season, it's just more fun. I feel like this is really almost like a second start to the season. You know, fans get really excited for the first game of the year. But if you're playing these teams like MSU plays Wagner, or unless you're playing a top-tier program, I feel like it's kind of hard for fans to get super excited. But I feel like once the conference play starts, that really kind of comes back. I'm about to say, yeah, they share it, don't they? Yes, okay. It's true. Let's go ahead and touch on the Wagner game here for a second. A lot of pluses from this game as opposed to the previous week against South Dakota State, especially offensively and with the play of quarterback Tucker Rovig. Greg, go ahead and give us your assessment of what the Bobcats did differently and why things were able to click a little bit more in this most recent win. Tucker Rovick did enough to earn another start, and so it's just a matter of time until we see 
comes out before Judge Tenner, but I think that's probably the scenario that Judge Cote wants to see to have kind of a more of a pocket-style passer at your quarterback with a running back like Isaiah Okonkwo or even Troy Anderson churning out those physical yards and, and just you know working on play action like they did so well on Saturday. So we'll see how, how it turns out. You almost felt that Tucker Rovig was probably due for a performance like this, you know, just because, yeah, the South Dakota State was his first game, but the kid was a three-star recruit coming out of Boise, right? Yeah, Meridian. Okay, the area. Sure. So you knew it was coming. You knew he was going to have a performance like this, you know, against Wagner at home. It's a good opportunity for him to really showcase that, you know, this kid has potential and he is only a redshirt freshman. So, you know, there is time here. But, you know, the biggest question I feel like people were wondering, even before the season started, was – if you have a guy like Tucker Rovig who is proving that he can play quarterback, if you're the Bobcats, do you maybe lean towards that idea of, yes, Troy Anderson is such a gifted athlete and he, you know, we, we still really haven't seen what he can do at quarterback that much, but do they just go forward with Rovig and then have a kind of a two headed monster in the backfield with Isaiah Fonse and Troy Anderson? I think you make a great point that, yes, now the Bobcats have a pretty good problem on their hands with the pleasant surprises of what Tucker Rovig and Isaiah Fonse essentially did against Wagner. And then you have your third quarterback in the mix, Travis Johnson, who's not even a quarterback anymore. He's a receiver.
Just a great athlete in general. So jumping ahead to the Portland State game, Greg, just talk about kind of what the Bobcats need to do to, you know, start the conference play 1-0. What are you kind of looking for them to improve on, and what are kind of your thoughts as they head into uh, that game on Saturday? Honest. <laughs> And I kind of want to ask you, too, about a couple of stories you've done earlier this year on defensive players, specifically on Grant Collins and Jacob Hadley. Just talk about how those two have played. They've just been really dealing with a, a lot of injuries over the last couple yeah. of years. Grant Collins more so than Jacob, obviously. But, you know, Jacob Hadley getting a chance to start after, like, I think Choate's quote was, he'd been laid up for, like, the last year and a half. Yeah. You know, and then Grant Collins has had four shoulder surgeries, you know, and these now you have these guys playing and, you know, getting in these games and contributing. Just talk about what they've done for the Bobcats defense. Thank you. 
Jacob Hadley, playing a position he never really played before, that, that strong side Sam linebacker spot, has had a host of injuries. You know, he's coming out of the game essentially to play what he's done this season as a cornerback, I think. I think so, yeah. It's another good opportunity for sure for the, some of these defensive players to start off conference play hot and really kind of make adjustments from where the season has begun. Greg, you will be in Portland this weekend to talk about where people can follow you for game updates and where they can see your work uh, pregame, postgame, all that good stuff. Greg, thank you so much for talking Bobcat football again this week. Have fun in Portland and enjoy the game. All right, thank you. Up next on the Cat Grizz Insider Podcast, we have Amy Just from Missoula and 406mtsports.com to talk about Montana's close loss at Western Illinois this past weekend, as well as look ahead to the first conference game of the season with Sacramento State. So, Amy, kind of a wild game over in Illinois this past week that you were just at. Uh, do you know, just get, kind of give us a quick roundup of the Grizzlies' loss to Western Illinois for their first loss of the season.
you mentioned that it's really just kind of the one of the weirdest football games you've ever seen. What specifically about it was so weird and so different as opposed to any kind of game that you'd seen in the past? Well, so after, you know, kind of a crazy game like that, how do the Grizzlies kind of respond? Um, Bobby Houck mentioned in his uh, weekly press conference, you had it in your story, you know, they're happy to be 2-1, and one. they're happy that they're not 0-3. Oh so 2-1 and one non-conference, getting ready for a first conference game of the season. How do they rebound from a tough loss like that as they get ready for Sacramento State? Right. Well, you know, when that's a good point, too, with Dave Dickinson being in the house, you know, you're just kind of expecting a full house with this game. You know, there really is a lot of implications here. Just, you know, you're honoring a legend as well as trying to get a first conference win. To stay on the Dave Dickinson subject for a minute here, Amy, you wrote a Q&A with Dave Dickinson about a month or so ago talking about his induction to the College Football Hall of Fame. You know, this is a really big deal, really nationally and especially with Grizz fans. Just talk about that Q&A and what you kind of learned from Dave when you spoke to him about getting this honor 
you know, he's obviously had success as a coach in the Canadian Football League on top of being a successful player out of Great Falls, playing for the Grizz. You know, what, what did you kind of learn from him? And just talk about that Q&A a little bit. It'll be a little bit different than when he was a student there. <laughs> well, you know, with this upcoming game, too, what do the Grizz kind of need to clean up to get take this win against Sacramento State? And Amy, just kind of, you know, to wrap up per usual, just talk about how folks can follow you, follow your stories as they get ready for the first conference game of the season. Amy, uh, thanks again for your time. You know, it should be another exciting one this Saturday as we finally get conference play kicked off. I feel like that's probably one of the more exciting parts of the schedule. And, you know, thanks for joining us and have fun at the game on Saturday. Thank you all for listening to the third episode of the Cat Grizz Insider Podcast. Conference play is finally here in the Big Sky Conference, so it should be a fun weekend of football, no doubt. Enjoy the games on Saturday, and we will see you all next week.